Whispering in His Ear, the devotional, explores talking and listening to God's message for us. Now, read God's voice in how to listen, a new companion study guide to the original devotional that provides discussion questions and more insight to the scripture that reveals how God talks to us. Get the series on Amazon. is to find the purpose and the challenges and not to get bogged down in the trials that you have. And that's where the choice comes in. Welcome to Positively Joy. Are you living life but feel like something's missing? You've come to the right place. I'm Yvette Walker, your host for this podcast on finding the true meaning of God's joy. Joy is not a feeling, it's faith. And my guests and I will talk about how to avoid falling down the rabbit hole of chasing physical or emotional joy. In this season, we'll tackle spiritual growth as we discover the true joy of the Lord. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. My guest, Lori Vober, is a stroke survivor, author, and adoptive mom of three children from Colombia in South America. She had a devastating hemorrhagic stroke at age 29, and she learned a message that she shares today. When we're faced with unexpected challenges we cannot control, we do have a choice how we react to those circumstances. We can still find hope, joy, and new success within our trials and our new normal. Here's Lori. Lori Volber, thank you so much for being on the show today. We are excited to hear your story about survival and choosing. I really want to talk about that idea of choice. Uh, So thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah. Well, so you do a little bit of everything. You are an author and a speaker, and maybe more importantly to our conversation today, a stroke survivor and everything that entails. That is correct. Yes. And uh, I learned uh, early on that uh, uh, we can have our whole journey planned out and uh, uh, life uh, truly does not ever turn out usually in our journeys um, as we pictured it would. And uh, that is definitely true for me and my story. Um, I actually had made a humongous job change Back uh, in the year of 2003, it was January of 2003, Uh, my background is corporate marketing and sales, and I was uh, originally working at the airlines, and uh, my husband and I had been trying for about a year 
to uh, start our family, and we had not been successful yet. And so we thought that making a job transition to my church um, to be the office manager would lessen the stress, uh, lessen the travel. And as uh, you find out later many times um, what our plans and what God's plans aren't, aren't always the same. And I say now in my journey that uh, my plans were to make that job change to start my family. God's plans was actually to put me in a safe environment to save my life. Um, Three weeks into that job, I actually had a hemorrhagic stroke um, and I was only 29. And I am very passionate now about stroke awareness because I was not aware, like I should have been, of the signs of a stroke that that very day. Mm. Um, So uh, I just, I didn't feel well, and I just really didn't know the signs of the stroke until uh, it was almost too late. You talk about those signs, uh, certainly on your website. And you know, I have to say this, I've heard this uh, from some doctors in many studies, Sometimes these warning signs that we get from general science can be different for women. And like you said, you weren't feeling well. And sometimes as women, we, I mean, we just put up with everything, right? We, you know, we push through, isn't that right? And we we don't, we don't think that maybe it could be something else. True. Very true. Yes. But uh, I actually, my uh, left arm was feeling a little numb. I felt very sick to my stomach and had a headache, but it was actually my left leg that went uh, numb and I fell from my chair, which was the warning sign. Mm-hmm. Called the ambulance, called 911, um, rushed to the hospital, had emergency brain surgery that night to stop the bleed. And it actually uh, was caused by a malformation of blood vessels on the right side of my brain. It was a malformation that I was born with and just uh, never detected. And uh, hemorrhagic strokes um, in the realm of strokes are only made up of uh, 13%. So only 13% of all strokes are hemorrhagic. Um, the, the rest of strokes are uh, the typical um, ischemic stroke. Mm-hmm. And uh, I woke up 17 days later out of a drug-induced coma, and I was completely paralyzed on the left side when I woke up. Mm. And so my husband and I learned um, early on that in the blink of an eye, your whole life can change. Um, we were just shy at that point of our fifth year wedding anniversary. And not only did my life change, but uh, our our uh, marriage changed. He became my caregiver. And I'm an only child. So in many ways, uh, my parents and their relationship with me changed because they also became my caregiver. Mm-hmm. So many things in our life changed. And uh, uh, we just learned to take one step at a time. Uh, thankfully, I had a very strong faith uh, at that point, And I had the traits of positivity and perseverance. And I'm so thankful God um, had placed those things in my life early on. Oh, um, absolutely. And you, and I was just going to ask you to talk a little bit about your faith walk because, yes. you know, when you woke up and I can just imagine, or, or I really can't imagine because, you know, <laughs> I've never experienced it, but when you woke up in that moment and, and when you say your left side, you know, was paralyzed, people have to realize that's part of your face. I mean, everything. I'm sure it was a shock, but did your faith, were you able to cling to it even in that moment, in the, in the, in the moments when you were just realizing what was going on? 
I believe I did. Um, I, I do believe I did. However, I have to say through my journey and through the years, it definitely has grown. Mm. Uh, and I think, uh, so I'm faith and I'm, I'm very thankful. I had that faith and I had, uh, that stronghold, but I can see as we've continued through ch- challenges, um, through the years. And actually last week was just my 20th anniversary of my stroke and, and the challenges have, have continued through the years. Um, but you know, when you have that, um, beginning starting point of faith, um, and you allow, um, God to be the center point of your life and you learn to, um, depend on him, uh, you really learn. And he's taught me every time there's a challenge to look to him, to see, okay, how can I turn that challenge into an opportunity? And that Mm -hmm. is where I see my faith journey just have increased over time. Uh, you know, uh, six months after my stroke, um, unfortunately my husband lost his job. Um, he was in the aviation field and uh, it was at that, at that time, it was soon after September 11th, but again, God had an amazing plan. He moved us to Arizona and not only did he provide my husband a new job, but it provided an amazing recovery process for me. Uh, and I really don't believe I'd be where I am today in the independence and mobility and recovery. Had we not made that move? Um, I found an amazing, uh, neuro rehab facility and I really threw myself into stroke rehab, uh, making it my full-time job um, for a number of years. And uh, then in 2011, um, which was eight years post-stroke, which I'm fast-forwarding quite a bit, (laughs) uh, but uh, uh, we did continue our uh, family planning through adoption. And we adopted a sibling group of three. Um, At the time, again, I say uh, that life takes a journey that you know, we are not usually prepared for, and and we didn't have a true picture of what parenting would be like or adoption. Um, it's been a journey of blessings and challenges, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, God did bless us with the opportunity to be parents, and I'm very thankful for that. And uh, he's continued to just bless me with so many opportunities. Uh, I became an author um, in 2021 when I really felt called. It was time to write my story. Mm-hmm. And and just so many opportunities to uh, really evaluate uh, as you go through different challenges. And we really have um, faced medical challenges, life challenges, adoption challenges, parenting challenges. And when you face challenges in your life, you really have to make a choice of which direction are you going to go. And he, God has been so faithful and really um, not only strengthening my faith in the journey, but really helping me to find joy. And really joy becomes, um, I, that's why I loved your podcast so much because joy is a choice. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, the verse in Nehemiah, you know, joy, the strength of the Lord is uh, really where we find our joy. It truly is because it's a choice we make every single day. And it's not a matter of an emotion. It's a matter of when you're going through tough challenges, what are you going to do about it? Mm -hmm. So in this season of the show, we're talking about spiritual growth and you've used the word challenges several times today. So I want to talk a little bit about that. Okay. So, So, um, you you just mentioned that you adopted. Uh, did you adopt because were you no longer able to have children? Yes, and actually, uh, 
interesting. We didn't know um, what our status was actually of being able to have children mm-hmm. at that time when we adopted. Um, we have always been very involved in the um, organization Compassion International. Mm-hmm. So we. Um, oh, that's all- wonderful because I am too. <laughs> oh, wonderful. So um, since the day we were married, we've always had four children mm. and uh, through Compassion International. So our hearts have always um, uh, been involved and uh, loved children and loved international children. So um, that that was why we went internationally. So our kids are adopted from Colombia, South America. Mm-hmm. And so our hearts have always just been um, in that. Um, because of my disability and because um, after the stroke, I actually started um, developing seizures and epilepsy mm-hmm. from the stroke. We just felt health-wise um, adoption was um, the safer the safer cha- channel for me. Um, so that was the reason for adoption at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we just felt like uh, we had such a heart for children. Um, we really felt then onto um, really James 127, uh, providing a home for orphans and widows. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and biblically uh, speaking, we really felt strongly that um, we wanted to give a forever home to children that may never have that opportunity. Yeah. So combining all those things is what pr- progressed us to adoption. However, um, just as my book was publishing this past year, um, Fast forwarding, uh, my doctor actually found a cyst um, that uh, all indications presented itself to be um, pre-diagnosed as ovarian cancer. Mm -hmm. So uh, in January of this past year, 2022, um, I published my book in March. I had a full hysterectomy in April, and thankfully the cyst was benign, so I'm so thankful for that. But we did find out through my hysterectomy and surgery that I would never have been able to successfully conceive children. Mm -hmm. And so God had a plan all along that adopted was the journey um, he had set out for us. So um, your whole life is God's plan. I mean, you know, let's, let's, let's look at the challenges that you have presented. You change jobs to work at your church into lessen your stress, you know, know, and you thought that was going to, you know, lead to the beginning of your family, right? Your husband, your husband lost his job, but God led you to Arizona where the job was great. And then you have all these great facilities. Right. And, and then, for for many reasons, you decide to adopt and you give life to four children who would not otherwise have had the life that they have now. It's so amazing that although you had to go through certainly very, you know, uh, physical challenges and probably emotional challenges, but look what came of all of that. And and I can say that, you know, just looking on, but but you know that to be true, which is why you wrote the book. Right, right, definitely. And, you know, I, I am so grateful because of what he has shown me and I, you know, really what he showed me to use the word challenges again, is there is a purpose in our challenges, but mm-hmm. the key is to find the purpose in the challenges and not to get bogged down in the trials that you have. And that's where the choice comes in because we're all going to be faced with trials and challenges, big and small. And it can be something silly or it can be something really, really tough. And we all go through both the silly and the tough, but it's our choice of, of how we're going to handle those circumstances. And, uh, uh, and that's really, and that's the key of uh, what my book actually became 
became when I wrote it. And I really thought one day if I write a book, it would be about stroke. And it really was not. It Mm. it became a book of choices, which is uh, what the name of my book is. uh, Choices, when you're faced with a challenge, what choice will you make? And it's not only about my journey. It has reflection questions at the end of each chapter to hopefully take the uh, reader through their journey. And my whole goal now um, is God has really shown me um, that I have a passionate heart to use my story to bring hope and encouragement and help to others um, along the way. And not only did he uh, expose me to the cancer centers of America when I had um, this pre-diagnosis, but he gave me the amazing opportunity to share my journey with many, many cancer patients. I became Mm -hmm. a volunteer there, and I'm still a volunteer and working with cancer patients there to share my um, journey with them. And although I didn't have a cancer journey, I can relate in so many aspects to what it's like to go through a tough medical journey, to be surrounded by friends and family, but still feel lonely. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like anytime you go through something, uh, it's just a matter of perspective and what are you going to do with it? And I'm just so incredibly grateful um, to have God in my life and to have him have given me this perspective of purpose. And every time something happens, what is the purpose and what can we do with it? And I think it's just to flip a perspective of, uh, again, Uh, what can we do? And it goes back to the choice of when something happens in our life, uh, can we find joy in in what we're going through? Absolutely. Yeah. So can you tell us maybe the hardest, the hardest day or one of the hardest days, but also one of the most rewarding days throughout your initial um, stroke journey? Sure, sure. I think the hardest days are the days you don't have any control. Um, You know, actually the stroke um, was easier for me to deal with than the epilepsy uh, because Mm -hmm. God really protected me with the stroke um, aspect because I always like to exercise. And I am so thankful for that, uh, that aspect of my personality that I like to exercise because I looked at it as if I can just keep exercising long enough and hard enough, eventually I'm going to get better and I'm going to beat this. Now that was a fallacy because if you saw me in person, I still have a disability and I I still uh, have a limp and I can't use my uh, left hand. It's just an active assist still to my right. Uh, But uh, if uh, you know, if God had not given me that um, perseverance and that perspective, um, you know, I wouldn't have uh, gone the same route. So I'm so thankful for that. But the epilepsy and the lack of control mm-hmm. uh, with the seizures was was so hard. And same way with the kids, that was very difficult because you can't control many things your children do. Um, So I think it's when you can't control things, that is the hardest. Uh, The best things are when you find your purpose, when you, when you, when you get to pour into people and you see what you're doing matters, um, those are the best days. And when, when you just find your, find your calling. Have you seen lives change from your testimony? I have, I have, and just the connections that I've made and the, and the reassurance and the affirmation from God that, okay, you did not go through all this for, uh, not to have a purpose. Mm-hmm. I can, yeah, definitely. I can see how you are living that out. Um, 
So you mentioned Nehemiah. Is that your favorite scripture? Do you have another that you that you stand on? I actually have several that I do. Uh, you know, I, I quoted in my book um, the Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13, which I love that one. Uh, for I know the plans I have for you, uh, mm-hmm. plans to uh, prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope in the future. Uh, with my writing tribe, I was encouraged last year to uh, come up with a word of the year. And, uh, you know, many of us do that. And uh, it really helped me last year to maintain that focus. And I had never done that before last year. And so I came up with the word purpose last year based mm. off of um, Proverbs 1921, mm-hmm. um, which says, uh, many are the plans in a person's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. And I really love that because what I thought my purpose was going to be was to be uh, to publish my first book and become a speaker. Mm-hmm. And God said, yeah, that might be your purpose, but that's not mine. Because <laughs> soon after I got my pre-diagnosis with the, with the ovarian cancer and, uh, you know, he just shows me, uh, you know, you can have all the plans you want, but I'm going to have the final word of the true purpose. And so, uh, you know, this year, my word of the year is gratitude. Mm. And that is uh, based on 1 Thessalonians uh, uh, 5, 16 through 18. And uh, I just absolutely love uh, this verse in gratitude that says, uh, rejoice always, pray continually, and give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And I just think that if we can have that heart of gratitude and keep thanking him, uh, you know, we're going to have challenges. We're going to have bad days. And believe me, my days aren't the easiest of days, but if we can remember to have that focus, then it can make those hard days tolerable. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, what's the alternative? I, uh, That's such a good question. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so, you know, I have so many verses I love, but uh, that the one I'm leaning into this year is uh, definitely going to uh, depend on the gratitude and yeah. uh, that's going to be my focus. So can I just say that I love that, you know, you've chosen this word, but you're linking it back to scripture. Because I think mm-hmm. a lot of people do choose the word, but if you don't link it back to scripture, I, I think it's not as rich and as full as it could be. So that's sure, wonderful. Sure. Oh, so you, you've you. mentioned joy a couple of times. And as you know, I'm a joy girl. And we talk a lot about the fact that joy is not a feeling. It's more than that. I say yeah. it's I say it's faith. So yes. what does joy mean to you in this overall, everything that you've learned? I definitely agree with joy not being a feeling and being a faith. It's uh, I think it is a choice. It is, um, you know, if it's, it's, oh, it's bigger than, it's bigger than us. It's, um, it's standing on God when things don't make sense. And it's depending on him when your whole world is upside down and you don't know where to turn and you just take it one step at a time. And uh, so, yes, and I don't know where you go uh, when you don't have that. Yeah, so true. So yes, true. Yes, because you don't know, um, you know, God is the one that brought us into this world, if you mm-hmm. have the faith in him, and he's going to be the one that takes us out. And he is the one that has the final say and when our last breath is. And so all we can do is live our very, very best life um, hand in hand with him by our side. And that's all we can do. 
And so to make that choice um, to do it to our very best ability is all we can do. Mm-hmm. Now, I think you've I think you've answered part one of my next question, but maybe not part two. What okay. have you learned on this journey, and what do you wish you had done differently if you had the chance to have some do overs? If I could do over, I would do, I think we would all do a lot of things over, right? Yeah. yeah, Oh yeah. Um, uh, You know, one thing uh, my uh, women's director encouraged us to do, I'm a Bible study leader um, in our women's ministry. And that is just, oh, that's a great joy of mine. And uh, being in women's ministry was the first thing that really got me exposed after my stroke to being the um, new old me, if I could say. And it's just it's such a joy. I, I love my women and I'm uh, just so excited uh, that I get to um, have that opportunity to connect with them. But the one thing um, our women's director had us do was get a mentor in our life. Um, and so I had a seasoned woman come into my life several years ago. And I wish I had done that years ago. Um, I wish when I was in my 20s, I had had uh, an older woman come into my life and I had been accountable and open um, to someone years ago. Because mm-hmm. I think when you're open and honest and accountable, it's not always fun and you don't always like hearing what the other person has to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but boy, are you challenged? Do you grow? Um, do you learn from them? And so I think that is the one thing I would I would love to go back and do is um, to put myself, I was so career focused uh, in my 20s. Um, I just didn't see the need for that. And uh, that just, uh, my faith journey wasn't as important as my career journey. And uh, so those are that, those are the things I would change. Mm. You may have to come back because that, that last thing you just said um, about being career minded in your twenties and not as, not as perhaps deep into that faith journey at the time really speaks to me. I feel very much the same way. And I think a lot of women probably have experienced that. Um, But you're so right with the mentorship. Same with me. I did not have a mentor when I was a young woman. I know it's important. I tried to mentor everybody else, but you do have to have somebody pour into you, don't you? You do. You do. And it's that vulnerability. We do not want to be vulnerable to other people. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? But I think I have grown more this past year um, by just taking uh, pieces of other people's vulnerability. And I've learned so much from other people being vulnerable and transparent that has taught me how I want to be. And so I, I think that's that's key. Uh, and, you know, I hope that I hope that our world has gone through so much uh, over time that we will learn to be that and be that for each other mm-hmm. and how important that connection is. Agreed. Agreed. Lori, thank you so much. How can people find out um, about your book and just about other things that you're doing? Um, you're going to your website or how else would you like people to reach out to you? Yes. The best way is my website. All my contact information is right on there. And you can find me at www.lorivober.com and uh, my book and all the links of how to order my book and all my contact information is right there on my website. So uh, also some resources for uh, stroke, adoption, and uh, 
all the other information is right there. So I would love for you to visit me. And I also do a monthly newsletter. So hop on and uh, love to connect with you. Well, great. Well, from from one Compassion International mom to another, I just want to thank you for you're doing more than more than I'm doing right now. I want to thank you for that and for doing uh, as much as you have done. Thanks so much. You're a beautiful soul. And I'm so glad that you are speaking out about choice. And I love that subtitle of your book because I just I think it speaks volumes when you're faced with a challenge. What choice will you make? That's really what our life's all about. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. And thank you again for having me on here. I do really appreciate it. It was great to talk to you. Thank you for listening to Positively Joy. Go to PositivelyJoy.com to hear previous episodes and to learn more about our ministry and books. Support Positively Joy by becoming a Patreon member and sign up for our newsletter. Thanks to Mars Coleman for the use of his song, The Joy of Knowing. And thanks to Susan Marie for editing and production of the podcast. Till next week. Oh, the joy of knowing, the joy of knowing.